Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Happy Wednesday. This is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You. So excited to be here with you again on Workplace Solution Podcast. And yes, today I have a guest. I know sometimes I ride solo, but today I'm super excited to have on Daniel Casati, the founder and CEO of Rastaclat. And we are going to have an amazing conversation. So super thrilled to invite him on. Let's give some claps silently. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'm super excited, Daniel. I would love to actually just jump in. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and the great work that you're doing. Yeah, so like I said, my name is Daniel Cassidy, founder and CEO at Rastaclot. Um, 37 years old. Um, I've had my business for about 10 years. Um, actually, was uh, I was born in, in Kenya and migrated to the States and grew up skateboarding, loved skateboarding. One day decided to take an extra pair of shoestrings, make it to a, into a bracelet, and everyone at school loved them. And I saw that this uh, emotional transaction happen when I gave people the bracelet of confidence and um, you know inspiration, and I wanted to multiply that positivity. So our brand is called Rastaclot, and our uh, our mission is to empower people. Oh, are you the there? And so, um, really, that's what we do every single day. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, we, we lost you right when you said empower people. So, what was that phrase after? <laughs> that's an important part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want to inspire the world to seek the positive through our products and our brand message. And so um, that's really been the mission. And uh, yeah, my role is the visionary behind that and, uh, you know, developing and leading um, the organization to be able to do that. And that takes a lot of uh, a lot of great people as well. So um, happy to talk about that more. Yeah, I, I would love to actually. So one of the things that is super impressive for me when I read a little bit about your work and your bio is that you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, it seems like you've also always fostered like this social responsibility, right? Corporate social responsibility, uh, that philanthropic gene. You've always given back. You've always made sure to provide service on a larger level. So I would love to just talk a little bit about that corporate social responsibility. So why is that important specifically for you? And tell us a little bit more about the work that, that you've done with that. And I think you're on mute, Daniel, as well, on your end. This is a live show, everybody. This is <laughs> this is how live stream works. But while we're waiting, like, you know, I know that you are one of the Fortune Five, Fortune 1000, I think, companies to be seen. And so you've done some awesome work for your age as well. So tell us a little bit about corporate social responsibility and why that's important for you. All right. Well, sorry for the technical difficulties, but, you know, social responsibility, you know, to me means, you know, really being of service and, you know, being aware of what's happening, not only within the company and your internal culture, but what's happening externally. 
You know, I, I feel that businesses have such a responsibility at this point to educate, um, to have empathy and compassion for what's happening around them. And if you don't, it's going to be very hard to uh, galvanize a team internally that's, that's inspired and feels like they're heard. And so for us, social responsibility means putting our mouth where our, putting our, 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 our money where our mouth is, our actions where our mouth is, and our time where our mouth is, right? So we talk about seek the positive and inspiring the world. And so just as last year, as we're going through the pandemic, there's a lot of social issues, we launched our Seek the Positive Foundation, which is a foundation that sits uh, within our brand. And uh, we donate a uh, percentage of proceeds to this foundation that really covers equality and personal development. And so we really believe that every single person in the world deserves uh, equal opportunities as we talk about equality and also personal development, the ability to learn and learn these soft skills that were not taught in traditional education. And so for us, social, social responsibility means having that initiative and giving back to it, um, not only in the form of donations, but also going out there and partnering with, with other foundations that are championing these causes and, and giving back, um, as well as you know, externally letting our audiences participate in that. We have such an amazing customer base that wants to give back and wants to find a way to give back. And most people want to give back. They just don't know how. They don't know how to take that first step. And so we've been able to sort of break that barrier down and allow people to be a part of um, our brand and, and do that um, how, with how they, uh, they engage with our brand. And so that's one way that we do it uh, amongst many. Yeah, and I love, of course, that you mentioned soft skills because that's what we're all about here at Rise It for you, right? And just providing that opportunity, like you said, that's not traditionally seen in like the school system, for example. So, you know, I always like to talk about how the team is engaged and impacted by corporate social responsibility because I think sometimes we can forget that that's a piece of employee engagement. So how do, you, how do you see your team resonate with CSR or with giving back? Do you see a boost in productivity? Do you see like teamwork cultivated on a different level? What does that look like? Man, it's paramount for Rasaclad. I mean, if I if I went around the office or the digital office and asked people, why do you why do you work here? And really the the answer that will rise to the top is, you know, I really feel like I'm doing something that's bigger than myself. And, you know, in the moments where we've been tested the most, whether it be the pandemic or social social um, you know, sort of challenges and, and issues happening in 2020, those are the moments where we were more galvanized, felt more together and and productivity rose because people went into work every day with a purpose. And so um, that's the number one reason that our, our team is engaged. Um, we have, we're running a business, we have revenue goals and budgets and all that, but, but those aren't the things that get them inspired. It's about how do we, how do we inspire every customer or um, that vendor, whatever the case may be, that's what gets them excited every day. And so it's so important for us. It's really a core pillar for us. So I, I want to touch on this just a little bit, a little bit longer. So, I mean, you mentioned it 2021 or 2020 was a big year, right? With um, just some of the social challenges that we saw, COVID-19. Some companies had a hard time leaning into that corporate social responsibility because they didn't know how to do it, right? Especially yeah. with some of the social challenges. Do you have any tips or strategies that you can think of or even share with just our community, especially when it comes to some of these challenging topics? Like what's the first step or how do we embrace that CSR without being afraid, I guess, and hesitant? Man, it's, it's uh, I think the, the most important thing is to look within, right? And really understand and have that empathy and compassion of what you're, um, if you have staff, 
um, what your team is feeling, right? And have those those tough conversations, you know, and um, those open conversations, make them feel safe to speak about those things and um, and then make decisions from there because the decision that's made for the company isn't the CEO's decision. It's a collective decision as to how you go forward with those things. So I would say number one, involve um, every single person in, in, in the company if you want it to become a cultural shift. Um, and if you're you're if you're the sole owner, like really to develop that um, your brand values and what you stand for, and make sure that that's crystal clear. So whenever you bring people in your organization, there's a there's a camaraderie and an alignment in values. And when things happen, you guys are already going to be seeing things in the same way and and be able to to um, optimize on those things. So you know, I think it, it starts within, and so. Um, build that culture within because when things happen, you're, you're more ready to respond collectively and not just uh, as, as the head of the business or anything of that sense. Yeah, and I, and I like how you said build it within. And I think I think that takes work all year long, right? Not just like when a challenge arises. It's, it's really doing that culture work and that collaboration from the very, very beginning. So you're spot on there. Um, I'd love to make just a little bit of a pivot. So we're a year later. We're still in COVID-19. I guess COVID-2021 now. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think people are starting to get fatigued just from like the engagement factor because we really were limited in the engagement, right? It's predominantly online, Zoom, Teams, that kind of thing. What are some things that you're doing specifically to just keep the team together and engaged while working remotely? Yeah, we're trying everything. Um, you know, we've in terms of things that we're doing, uh, we do things like happy hours, right? Where you know, on a Friday at four o'clock, you can just jump on a call and there's no agenda, and people are just on there and sharing stories, what they did last week, and watch they wa- what they watched, you know, um, whatever the case may be, and just having that that platform where people can connect um, like we used to. Right. And so that's been really, really great. And we'll do games um, during there, doing that that session. And what that does is just builds a camaraderie. Um, and because we've hired also um, a number of staff and we've never really we've never seen each other face to face. You yeah. know, so it you know, having those moments really helps, you know, build that team and that that sort of water cooler camaraderie that we don't get anymore. Um, the other piece is we make sure that we start every single meeting with, you know, it may it may sound corny, but you know, icebreaker or segue, you know, um, last week was Valentine's and we had a, uh, a manager meeting and we said, you know, what's your favorite romantic comedy um, of all time? And it was just like so cool to just hear people's and it was funny and it was it was just great to just connect and get to know people. And so those little things just make a huge difference in, in taking away the sort of the seriousness of, you know, sometimes what can happen on the uh, in business meetings um, and, and making it more personal um, and people feeling like other people know them. And so we try to inject that in all the different areas that we can um, and also lean on the team. Uh, we have an amazing HR uh, manager that, that, that helps with that, but also lean on all the managers to do it with their teams and figure out what works for them. So some of it comes from the company level, but some of it just happens organically. And um, that's always the best way as well. So. You know, I love that you brought up an icebreaker, right? Because I think sometimes we think it has to be this big, extravagant, you know, extravagant thing to engage our team, but it could be as simple as just a funny question where everybody can get, you know, going around. So I love that. Yeah. I love we, we mix it up. We'll do icebreakers. Sometimes I find um, certain meetings, people may be coming in. To, it's the first thing in the morning. Maybe they've had their 
children this morning and their children aren't going to school or they're doing homeschool and they're flustered. And so even just a moment of uh, two minutes of meditation, right? Some of us, we don't ever think about it. We never, some of us never close our eyes and have a moment of ourselves even for a minute throughout an entire day. And so really clearing that, setting the, the level of um, safety up and openness allows for more, more vulnerability during a meeting and, and people being less guarded and actually solving more problems and being productive in that, in that meeting. So um, depending on the, you know, the meeting and how we're feeling, you know, as a leader, we got to come into that meeting being able to sort of diffuse some of those things. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so I had another question for you that I wasn't going to ask you, but I think it's it's pretty <laughs> critical only because I, I hear it and see it every day. So, you know, you're pretty young for some of these amazing, amazing accomplishments that you've had as, you know, a, a business owner, entrepreneur, you know, running a team, you know, building a number of companies, giving back. Do you see a gap today in that internal motivation? Because Clearly, you're motivated, right? There's an internal drive. Like, there's a meaning for you. You get up and you do. Are you seeing more and more that there's a lack of in that with employees or team members that are coming in? What's your take on that? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think in terms of lack of motivation, I, I actually think this generation is incredibly motivated. Um, it's just their their approach at it is different. If you think about the level of resources um, and also distractions that they have is is I, I don't even know what the data is, but it's it's a lot more than what I had. So I'm 37, right? So 20 years ago, I we didn't have the kind of data and resources and, and distractions. So they're very um, they're very connected. They understand how to make things happen very quickly, um, and they can get information at a you know split second. So they're motivated. It's just a matter of channeling that motivation into one focus because. You know, it is very hard to stay focused. You know, if we're on social media, you're scrolling it's one thing to the next and there's that instant gratification. But um, I think we have such an amazing generation of creative people, resourceful people, um, people that are very impact driven that want to know what they're doing is going to make a difference in the world. And I think we've never had a generation like that. And so, um, and they are go-getters and they're self-starters. You just got to channel it. And they, they, it, inspiring them and motivating them and incentivizing them is completely different than you know, uh, the 25, and 25 to 30 year olds in our company, inspiring and motivating them is, is somewhat different than the you know, 40 to 45 year olds. Yeah. And so just understanding those um, generational differences, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they're great. I love that. Especially, I don't know, are you familiar with the new Clubhouse app? I was gonna say that's an, another level of distraction. <laughs> I mean, it's distraction, but you know, you talk about education and disrupting and, and and soft skills is like this is how we're learning now, right? Yeah. I mean, we may go to school and get the academic academic learning and and hit the books, but you know, you can go on Clubhouse and learn about soft skills all you know? day long. Oh yeah, you, know, you can go to Clubhouse and learn about you know you know personal development, you know, and different things. So I think it's so amazing, and just information is out there. There is no excuse at this point. You know, like we used to go to the library and have to look into encyclopedias. I hate to age myself, but like now, you whatever you want to be. You yeah. can be. <laughs> so. A little library card. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Daniel, this has been, you know, such an awesome conversation. We love to keep it short and sweet. Is there anything that you wanted to touch upon or address that maybe you feel really passionate about that I didn't get the opportunity to ask you? Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a lot of young entrepreneurs out there or people that are looking into entrepreneurship. 
and want to want to make sure that they they have they make that difference and 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 have a purpose and all those things and you know I think the 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 main, most important thing is believe in yourself first and foremost because if you do you'll make it to that next step and if you believe it in yourself someone else is going to believe in you if you're passionate and then you could form a really amazing team of people that are passionate about your vision and that's what I've been able to do I mean the success that you talked about is flattering to hear but it's really this the team that we have uh, amazing business partner that I have in the business and this is the team bringing it every single day and that's what I'm inspired every day is how much passion they bring in and and the, the art of making it all happen um, as one group so believe in yourself inspire others and then cultivate that and um, and just recognize that that's that's what makes it special is that collaborative effort yeah I, and I love that you put believe in yourself because that that is first and foremost so super super important all right I have a couple power questions for you three yeah. power questions that I like to end with and that uh, Daniel Robbins just tagged in and he said you're a rock star so <laughs> great comment <Thank> <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first question that I love to ask is just a quick power question is if you can leave the world with one golden nugget, what would that one quick golden nugget be for you? My golden nugget, I would say, is kind of my my vision for my personal life is it's a um, live a life you never need a vacation from, right? And so what that encompasses is whatever that you do, do it, do something that you're so passionate that you don't ever think it's work. And so find that and you'll live a life that's purposeful and, and drives drives your energy and gives you happiness. And so that, that's what I would, would say. Great. And what would you say is one value that's a non-negotiable? Integrity by far. You know, um, that is something that we don't negotiate on. It's about being true to ourselves, being honest um, and delivering on the things that you say you're going to deliver on. And so whether in my personal life or in, in Rossiclot, that's our one of our values that we we definitely put up in the higher echelons. Absolutely. And I have one more question. But before we do that, I just wanted to see like where can we connect with you if anyone is interested in learning more about your work or entrepreneurship? Is LinkedIn a good space? Tell us how we can learn more. Yeah, LinkedIn is, is a great space. So just look up Daniel Cassidy on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. It's a little bit more of a um, my lifestyle. And so check me out, Daniel.Cassidi on Instagram. And um, obviously, Rastaclot is on Instagram, um, R A S T A C L A T. And we also have our foundation, Seek the Positive Foundation, that's on Instagram as well. So you guys can check us out there. Um, and if you ever have any questions, feel free to DM me, send me a, a message. I'd love to answer and, and, and collaborate and engage with everyone. Nice. Thank you so much, Daniel. Make sure to check them out. And then my final question is, as you know, our company is Rise Up For You. So I always love to ask, what comes to your mind initially when you hear that? Rise up for you, right? So rise up means to step up to the, to the occasion, you know, and whether it's for you personally or for someone else, but for you, it's kind of what I talked about before. It's, it's really believing in yourself so you can continue to elevate yourself and then in turn, elevate others, right? Because paying it forward is what really matters, you know? And so rise up for yourself and then rise up for others. I think that's what resonates with me in, in terms of that. Awesome. Daniel, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to have you here. Really a great pleasure. Nada, thank you so much for having me. Everyone out there, I appreciate you guys listening in. You guys are the rock stars. So looking forward to you guys and doing amazing things.
Awesome. Thank you. And thank you everyone for joining. Again, this is Netalina with Rise Up For You Workplace Solutions. We're here every single Wednesday bringing amazing leaders and executives to provide workplace solutions, strategies, and just empowerment to be our best as a company, as a team, and as an individual. Just wanted to remind everybody that we do have our International Women's Day Leadership Conference coming up completely free. So check it out. It's on our Rise Up For You LinkedIn page. And I will see you next week right here, same time. Thank you again, Daniel. And thank you, everybody. See you guys. Much love.